Welcome to True Independent Media, Real News Live. Well, good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you may be across this beautiful blue-green globe of ours. This is Real News Live. Sorry we're a little late. We're waiting on a woman again, of course, waiting on Jenny to get ready. Uh, this is typically a toxically masculine Tuesday, but mm -hmm. since Jenny is here and she uses tarot cards, it's going to be, I don't know, Jen, totally tarot Tuesday, toxically tarot Tuesday. I don't know what it's going to be. <laughs> I like For all it. you guys who don't know, this is Jenny Moonstone. She um, She's a medium like Jennifer, who's on the show all the time, but she does things from a different perspective. And you do use the tarot cards, right? You the use tarot. the, I, you know, it's it's interesting because Jen is blonde and beautiful and soft and nice. And you're, you're brunette. <laughs> and I, I call Jen... For me, Jen is like the good witch of the West, and you're like the slightly naughty witch of the East. That's what we're going to call you today. That? That's okay. <laughs> um, so the first thing is, you know, I mean, we've been using Jen to help us predict events, political events and things mostly. It's been really interesting, and she has nailed things. I mean, she said, uh, you know, look, I had a... I did a meditation. Trump is going to land on the White House or going to be on the White House lawn on November the 12th, where he's going to be, you know, put back into the presidency in some official capacity. And damned if uh, 540 in the afternoon, Marine One appears out of nowhere. There's no Secret Service. There's no snipers on the roof. None of the normal preparations. It lands on the north lawn of the White House and somebody got out and something happened. So it's like really interesting stuff. So Jen does that from her own, per her own, uh, sorry, you're both Jens, from her own perspective, but you use the, you use the cards, you use the tarot. Mm -hmm. And the first thing I want to know, I guess, before we get going is, you know, the tarot cards, as I understand it, I wrote a little bit about them in a book called Ancient Aliens and Secret Societies I did in 2015. And they're actually the cards that were tossed out of the normal playing deck of cards. Mm -hmm. Is that not correct? So, you know, tarot's real origin goes way, way back, but they were reintroduced and sort of, uh, you know, reintegrated into the mainstream around the 1400s, uh, 1500s, around the, the turn of that century. And so, yeah, they really did um, start as a kind of parlor trick, like for yeah, the Templars, right? Yeah. It was the people who brought them back in, yeah. And, and then, you know, I mean, I wasn't, I don't recall memories of these lifetimes, so I don't know exactly how it went down. But over the years, it has just increased in popularity. And I'm personally really excited about it for one, because these, uh, you know, the tarot is a system, a reflective system that for so long has been hoarded from, you know, the average peasants like myself, you know, <laughs> we haven't been allowed access to this just incredible means of, of get, getting information. So yeah, and, and it's just a system that for whatever reason, really symbiotically just, I took to it and uh, it's just my passion. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, it's, and it's great. And by the way, uh, you can go to JennyMoonstone.com and get a reading with Jenny, and we'll we'll be showing that later during the station break. And really yeah. quick, I, I did change my website. So Jenny Moonstone is my like nickname alias, but my real name, my government name, is Jennifer Constantine. So my website is now. I know. 
Go ahead. Sorry. My my official website is jennyconstantine.com. Okay. I will try to create a new uh, <laughs> Thank a new, you. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm glad I'm glad we said something now. Yeah, jennyconstantine.com. Okay, mm -hmm. I think I spelled Constantine correctly. So, like, like the movie or the comic Constantine, you know? Yeah, that's correct, right? JennyConstantine.com. Okay. Yes. Um. And fuck me, your name is Jenny Constantine, really? I mean, yes. you didn't see this coming. You didn't see the witch thing coming with that name. <laughs> I mean, that's wild, you know. I mean, I I do think numerology and things, you know, if I gave you the you know the true interpretation of my name it's pretty bizarre i mean it's like okay i think i seem to be doing exactly what i'm supposed to be doing if you mm -hmm. take the, in the numerology and the meaning and then i look at my home address and my birth date and all this stuff seems to be programmed do you think um how did you first sense that you had some psychic ability when when did it first start for you well full disclosure um i was born into a an intelligence family okay so my, my father still to this day uh is a contractor for various letter agencies i have to be very upfront about that because i've been accused of being like some kind of a shill or uh, yeah plant you know um and i understand why people would say that but this is part of the reason why i'm so forthcoming about it is like please like i fought like tooth nail blood hellfire to get out of the confines of that uh worldview and i knew i was different from day one i, I you know i never had an awakening i never had a realization so much as it was uh, my circumstances in life changed to where i finally felt in alignment with who I always really was. Yeah. But it, it had always been, where the hell am I? What is this? <laughs> this is a disaster, you know? And because I wear my emotions like on my face and on my sleeve my whole life, I was, I made no secret or no, no, I never held in what I was seeing and experiencing. So I told my parents, I said, mom, dad, like, this is what I'm going through. And do you know, they thought I was so crazy. They <laughs> handed me over to what we call the white coats. And I was drugged within an inch of my sanity between the ages of 14 and 17. Wow. wow. And I was given everything. I was given antidepressants, SSRIs, same thing, antipsychotics. They guinea picked me. They tried everything. And by the grace of God, I still had my reasoning and my feet on the ground, you know? Um, so I, you know, it's her, it's when people say stuff like, Oh, Jenny's, you know, we can't trust her. Sorry. I'm going to uh, mute my notifications here. Yeah. I, know, I get them all the time too. Like, Telegram yeah. is the worst. Anyway. You know, I say, wait a second. I worked very hard and I suffered for a long time as a child mm -hmm. to claim who I was in an unapologetic way to where I could express these abilities um, for people and help people in a way that my family, like they still to this day, they think it's crazy, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just, it's, that's their programming as well. 
Um, but I, you know, I came into tarot when I was about 24 years old. It found me not the other way around. I was not actively seeking that system. It literally came to me. I heard the name Thoth or Thoth. In my mind, it was Thoth and it reverberated over and over. I was actually mm -hmm. in the middle of a road trip going across uh, Washington state. Oh, yeah, um, where I am now in miserable Washington state. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it's so beautiful, though. Like it's it's a t it's a terrible tragedy because it's such a gorgeous like terrain. Like the earth is so beautiful, and yet mm -hmm. it's just being dragged under by like unfortunate policies and 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 corruption. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's a little bit about me. Interesting, you know. I I really relate to that because um, not that I was ever drugged or anything within an inch of my life, but <laughs> um, but you know, it, again, it's like. Aliens are my thing primarily, yeah. but but now, I mean, we're all, all of us in this community are truth tellers. That's what we're here to do at this particular time. I wrote a book about it called The Choice in 2010, telling everybody this is what's going to happen. Everybody's going to have to take a side and the physics of consciousness are going to force everybody to make decisions and take yeah. a stand and you're either for the truth or you're not. Um, but it was the same thing with me when I was a little kid. I didn't watch Star Trek incessantly on repeats and Lost in Space because, um, because I didn't watch them because I saw those shows and got interested in aliens and space. I was interested from the time I can remember. That was my whole thing, space and aliens and technology. And and uh, it's like it found me, I didn't find it. And it wasn't until I started talking about that publicly, writing books, you know, I had a very successful uh, career doing some of that stuff. It wasn't until you know I was in my 40s that I really started like, wow, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I meant to do. And and you embrace it, and then everything kind of changes. And now we all find ourselves here in this critical moment in history. And it is it is pretty bizarre. And I was the same thing. I guess my brother told me recently. I have a twin brother, and he said, you know, he said uh, he never told me this. But he said he remembers overhearing my mom and dad having a conversation about me when I was about six, saying, you know, Mike's just going to be a little different. <laughs> so, <laughs> Aww. Aww, I guess I am. I guess I'm different. Okay. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, I get the same thing. It's like, you know, I have to explain my tattoos all the time and it's like, no, I'm not a Freemason. That was a stripper in Vegas and I woke up with it and there's, there's pictures of it getting done. So I can, and you it. say you weren't drugged within an inch of your life. <laughs> well, I champagne. don't know about that. It was champagne. Okay. It was okay. All right. <laughs> oh, champagne. So, yeah. It. My favorite. I, well, but yeah, you know what? It's like, it's not worth it unless it's a hundred dollars a bottle. It's, that's yeah, because the sugar that. gives you such a hangover that you, you've got to be, you've got to have the good stuff. All, All right, right, guys. So what Jenny does primarily where I found you was Bix Weir's uh, site, which is called roadtoruta.com. And I am going to recommend people. It, Bix is into silver and, you know, I disagree with him about some of the financial stuff. I think he's mm -hmm. got a blind spot on the reset on in some areas but he's dead on about other things he's an expert in the silver market and cryptos and he got me interested in cryptos and i first saw you doing uh videos with him yeah. about that stuff and um you can find him on roadtoruta.com and i i guess um why don't you why don't you talk about what you have some cryptos that are your favorites. Now we don't give financial advice on the show and neither one of right. us are financial advisors, but do you want to talk about that? I mean, if you look at the crypto market here, let me do a quick screen share. If you look at the market, it, it kind of took a crap 
um, this week. It wasn't very good, but it's you know it's still fairly valuable. If you look at uh, coin market cap, Bitcoin is at fifty one thousand. I think it made it all the way to sixty nine before it came back down, and we see the manipulation of it. And there's you know I see a lot of coins in here that I own. Uh, I did pretty well in Shiba for a while, but. Um, uh, and, and of course, there's other ones. There's there's Bix's favorite, which is Theta, which is mm -hmm. 484, folks. I'm just going to tell you that's a bargain for for Theta right now. That's yeah, it is incredible price. And then you have um, you have a couple of other favorites. Why don't you you know just tell us what you want to tell us about cryptos to start with? Sure. So first thing I'd like to say is that I never ever took an interest of my own accord into anything financial, even remotely financial. Um, I'm just not a, um, like I, I still feel that like money as we've currently understood it is a very 3D construct and it just never had any appeal to me. So when I got brought into the fold with Bix, um, it was strictly and still is strictly from the perspective of a reader, of a diviner. So I don't, know the ins and outs of the financial system, either, you know, neither the old one nor the new one. Um, I'm looking at all of this from my angle. So I'm like, the, you know, I do one thing, I do one thing really, really well. I try not to dabble in things that are not my wheelhouse. Um, so with that being said, uh, from my lens, it appears that the new system of which cryptocurrency is a part and you mm -hmm. it, it's been dubbed the quantum financial system. Cryptocurrency um, is part of that, although not all cryptocurrencies are going to be successful or have a place in the new quantum financial system. Um, what I have managed to uh understand thus far is that certain coins certain elements of the cryptocurrency ecosystem behave similarly to the way that elements do in creating like a fundamental like a foundational um structure for the greater ecosystem so earth water air fire and ether five elements not just four five the etheric element my understanding of it is it's where human consciousness which is a variable depending mm -hmm. on how it's charged and where it's directed and what it's manifesting um, but the fifth element, which is the the ether, is the human element, and how where you know the human human consciousness is introduced into that ecosystem and really directs it and brings the whole thing together. So that is a wildly different view of the financial system in juxtaposition to the old financial system, which has nothing to do with human consciousness. It has everything to do with a vampiric concept, which is about taking, and there's no reciprocity at all. Mm -hmm. So uh, a couple examples of what have been dubbed, Bix dubbed them the elemental coins. That was his word. Those are his words, not mine. Yeah. He kind of figured out what I was doing, you know, and he's like, yeah. oh, she's, she's putting together the elements. So hollow chain, also known as hollow hot, is the water element coin that I was able to um, come to a, an understanding of the, the, um, the way that that system works. Um, and then the fire elemental coin or utility was going to be theta. Um, right. 
and it had this kind of uh, facilitating quality to it, you know, because right. well, And one of the things about Theta that's really important is that it has an actual technology backing it because yes. it basically would take all of the <coughs> unused bandwidth, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that your TVs and your computers are not using when you're not on them and kind of put them into a system where everybody else can use them. So that's that's a, that's exactly what you're talking about. I'm looking for Holohot on here. I know it's down the list a bit, but uh, you keep talking. Oh, here it is, Holo, Holohot. Okay. Yes, and um, and I for what it's worth also, I don't want people to think that that means that it is specifically these coins and exclude, I'm sorry, it is specifically these coins, but not exclusively because right. I do, right? You know, I wanna save as much room for new projects to come up these these are templates these mm -hmm. I, I think people need to understand that the new financial system where human consciousness and the human etheric <coughs> element is a part of it you know they can start designing these projects that work in such a symbiotic relationship with the rest of the ecosystem that they they become very self-sustaining. They become something that you know is not not born or based on a system of lack, but a, one of community and and mm -hmm. you know community support. Um, not to be confused with communism. <laughs> um, right. So we've got hollow chain, hollow hot. That's one. Theta is the fire element. I don't know the air element yet. I have yet to lock that. That's my last one that I'm working on. The okay. earth element is quite self-explanatory. We will be utilizing precious metals more and more, even mm -hmm. in the quantum financial system, because make no mistake, there is a quantum, uh, uh, quantum level to gold and to silver. Just because they're physically here in your hands, they also, they can be seen uh, throughout all dimensions, all levels, all frequencies. So silver okay. and gold are transcendental metals, okay? And they will be used in all things forever, okay? And then, so what else? We've got earth, fire, air. Uh, the last one I'm waiting on is air. Okay. The air okay. coin. Well, so when, you, when you get that one, you know. <laughs> drop I know, me I know. everybody's waiting on it. Yeah. This one's well, this okay. one's taking a while. The thing is, I I think we're really close to the reset. We're really close. And and, and again, what what it's going to be is it's going to be asset backed. It's not going to just be gold and silver. There's not going to be a gold standard. The U.S. has lots of gold. Maybe we'll be on a gold standard. But other countries like Iraq is going to be oil. Oil is their asset. So they're going to their currency is going to be valued based on the oil that they have. Uh, Vietnam, for instance, has has the labor of their people. That's what they're going to use as an asset. So in the old system, it was only if you had gold, you had a valuable currency, but right. that that's going out the window. So everything's going to be, we're going to value what do you have in your country that's that's worthwhile and what, you know, makes your, your uh, and the same thing's going to apply, I think, to the, to the cryptos as we go along. So, um, okay, so why don't we, let's do a test run. Why don't we show everybody how, if you, do you have the cards with you? I do. I do. I have my cards here. As long as I've got you on the show, let me, let me steal a, uh, let me steal a quick reading. From of you. Course. Let's, let's do it. Let's ask a question. And it's interesting because you have to ask the question in the right way. It's almost a Masonic thing. And no, I, I am not, I am not a Freemason. That, that is a mistake. That is a Vegas mistake. Um, <laughs> 
so let's ask, um, am I going to move to a warm, sunny climate in 2022? Simple okay. question. Right? That, that'll work, right? That's how it can work that way? So, yeah, sure. Uh, so I am using the Thoth deck. This is the first deck that I ever acquired. Um, I This one found me in a metaphysical shop actually just outside Tacoma, Washington. So, okay. And I am now in the sunny state of, of Florida. Uh, and so I, I need to tell yeah, you, sh you should be, we really do have it going on down here. So right. I, um, we're going to just hold that question in our field here. Is Mike going to relocate to a sunny, warm, warm climate in 2022? <laughs> Please God say yes. Okay. Let's see. <clears throat> So I have the nine of pentacles. Okay. Okay. Which, so the first card we draw is the strongest energy. Okay. And it has that overarching uh, flavor to the rest of the card. So what the nine of pentacles tells me, this is, it is typically a yes card. You know, we're going to consider this a yes card, but the other cards here indicate that there are some open-ended, there are some open-ended issues here that, uh, seem to have influence on your decision. So overwhelmingly, like this looks like you'll have the decision. Like the nine of pentacles is the option. I'll have the option. Okay. You'll have the option to do it, but you've got the prince of cups and the hanged man. Both mm -hmm. of these are Pisces energy. Okay. Double Pisces energy is a very watery, fluid energy. Uh, and in this case, like the offer might be there. You may be offered, but it's very open-ended. So the option to do it is 100% there. Do you do it? We don't know yet. Hmm, interesting. Well, it's all about choices then, isn't it? Yes, which is why I wrote a book called The Choice, folks, which Jenny <laughs> has but has not read yet. So um, I know, I know that. But uh, you actually got, you actually got, um, uh, what's her name's copy from uh, Arizona? Anyway, so- uh, Stephanie, You don't remember her name. Stephanie, I- well, Okay, look, anyway, <laughs> I remember her name. V Nico wants to know if you are a Libra. I am not. I have literally not a single Libra placement in my chart. Which is good for good for me. Because, <laughs> because, oh. because, because this is because of a Libra. Okay, I'm just gonna oh, tell you. Well, I'm an experience. Here we go. Here yeah, we go. So that's good. All right. So that's really interesting. So okay. The the crypto market is down. Let's let's shift over to financial. So that's basically how it works, guys. And and you know, I mean, I have another friend who does tarot. I use her for predictions. Like I go to her every six months. What's my next six months going to be like? I usually do a. She usually does a year, but it's like I think with what's going to happen in your life, it it gets less accurate the farther you get away from the moment of the reading, just because very everybody true. makes choices. Very very true. So, um, okay, so let's look at the crypto markets in general. So are we going to see, um, and, you know, usually a Bitcoin is the leader of the crypto market, but are we going to see uh, in the next, let's say in the next three months, is the crypto market going to bounce back and go up or is it going to retreat? Okay. 
So we'll do, we're going to do three cards for each month because I imagine, you know, it changes sometimes yeah. day to day, minute to minute. So um, we'll keep this month to month, three months out. And we're looking at the status of the crypto market. So far, you have a very kind, receptive uh, chat here. So thank you guys for not being mean to me. I appreciate your your openness and your hospitality. Well, so, I would boot them if they're mean to you. I don't let anybody come <laughs> to my guests. So thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. Uh, I'll defend you with my practice laser gun. Okay. So. <laughs> Yikes. So oh, no, uh, the same weight as a real Glock 19, and you just I just use it to practice. So. <laughs> Oh my well, god! I have a friend. I have a friend. I know you know a lot of guys. I know you are well acquainted with weaponry. Um, and uh, yeah, you don't mess around with Jenny guys because she'll shoot you in the head. Um, <laughs> I have a couple friends that are big, you know, big gun guys, and they've really taught me a lot in the last five or ten years. And one of them, Steve Doran, who's been on the show, you guys know Steve, uh, and you know Steve. You actually might might have met Steve at the Arizona thing. I brought him. He was in Arizona. He's in Arizona. Yeah, I was really drunk. It, yeah, well, yeah, so was I. Oh my God, I got so drunk. Oh my God, thank God for Uber. Um, yeah. Anyway, and uh, and you know, he taught me. He taught me. Hey, when you shoot somebody, don't worry about you know doing the James Bond thing. Just no. just point it at them like you're stabbing them. Like if they're twenty feet away, pretend you're stabbing at them, and the bullet will go right through them. And so I, I just use this thing to shoot around the house. Uh, <laughs> and and it, it, it is true that that technique does work. So anyway. What was the question we were asking? So we're we're trying to gauge the performance of the crypto market um, right, over the course right. of the next three months. Okay, three months. so um, we're going to consider December as well because we're just in the beginning of December. So for right. December, we have the Knight of Pentacles, um, which is the slowest moving energy in the deck. Okay, so everybody just. Based off of this energy, this is this is the energy of the crypto space for December. You know, this is I get this is a collective of crypto investors looking at their portfolio like, well, you know, set it and forget it kind of energy. A lot of people are, are I think, going to walk away from this. Mm -hmm. um, and focus on other things because like, I don't even see people selling. Like, I just don't. I think if you're, if you've been in it this long, you know that this is a long game. Like you're in this for the long haul. Um, H-O-D-L, right? hold, hold on for dear life. Hold you know? on for dear life. Now, <clears throat> January, okay. January, we have the universe also known as the world. Okay. Uh, which, my feeling, since this is the final card in the Major Arcana journey, it actually indicates some kind of a an overall, um, like so, like everything is affected by this. I actually, so I have my um, homemade cards. I made these cards myself. Okay. And um, she's an airhead, bitch. Come get it, Gazoo. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is not this is not a regular member of my chat. This is I have, airhead. Say that to I, my face, loser. You I wouldn't. He's blocked, and, and <laughs> I'm going to turn the chat off until that goes away. No, um, it's just, no. Honestly, that's so funny. I love it. So okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Th there's a guy. There's a guy I used to do a show with, and we broke up. 
and he's he's psychotic now he's he's like schizophrenic i mean he oh, he's no. and and he likes to go to he likes to go to the uh because he lives in a, in a homeless shelter i think in in orange county he likes to go to the nearby denny's and use the wi-fi and come in under different identities i've noticed dean that you're doing a lot more female identities lately and coming in harassing <laughs> yeah i think maybe you should think maybe you should talk to somebody about your your gender issues dean uh, so, okay so I, I will block them when they they come through all right, so here's here's what I'm getting. So actually, the most uh, the most what do you call it? Like activity um, mm -hmm. appears to pick up around December because I have the Temperance card, also known as the Art card. Okay, okay. so Sagittarius energy. But do you see how he is just pouring all of these elements? So this is actually a male and a female pouring mm -hmm. all of this stuff into one chalice okay indicating applied skill and applied knowledge so everything that people have learned about how the crypto market behaves really gets brought into focus come february so people understand a lot more about the game just over the, the course of the next few months so really what this feels to me because i i um i pulled the battle tested card to clarify what goes on in January. Mm -hmm. um, I actually think that people are going to mess with this in a way where like individual people realize that they can affect the crypto space. And I don't know how, I don't know how that's possible. I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm not a techie person, but it's like, I see holders like of, of a lot, like big bulk people that have hoarded a lot of cryptos they're doing something they do something and it has this like wave effect on the general ecosystem so um let me get let me get something for your subscribe for your audience here something they specifically should know about the crypto space and its performance over the next few months okay what do you guys need to know let's see I don't think we have a lot of crypto people in here, but I, I have talked about how I have lots of silver. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. You're ready to go. Lots so of I've silver got, and cryptos and cash. I've got warrior spirit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Warrior spirit. Now that's specifically for your people. Um, I really get the sense that with cryptos, this is the kind of money that if you fight for it, if you know how to acquire it and then you, you know, sort of do what is necessary to retain it, you're going to be in a good position. It just comes down to patient and patience and not everybody has, you know, the capital or the patience or the time or the energy to wait for the crypto space to just take off. So that's why like silver people, um, you know, the people, the property holders, you know, they're, they're kind of in a different group right now and they're mm -hmm. not too worried about the crypto space. They're just watching. It's interesting because yeah, people are are not sold on it yet. But you know, look, Jenny, let's go back. I I first heard about Bitcoin in like what 2010 or 2011, and I'm like, oh, that's stupid. That's never going to be anything. I was stupid, and and what I've learned now is you embrace the new, whatever it is. If I if I'd spent a thousand dollars in 2010, I mean, what would I be worth today? Enough to move to Florida. I'm enough to move to Key West or something. Yeah. And uh, and spend a lot of time at Benihana's and all of the clubs that are there on at Key West in Key West. Um, or 
be in Vegas where I'd like to be or any number of other places. So it's, um, it, you know, again, guys, I think it's a new asset class and I, I the future, you're going to have to have silver. You're going to have to have fiat currency. There is going to be paper currency, although it's going to be asset backed. And there, I think there's going to be cryptos. And so, yeah, I, everybody's got to be. Um, so the message is be patient, hang on, keep mm -hmm. fighting. Mm -hmm. Don't quit. Don't give up. Right. Don't give up on this. This is because this is, a long-term, like far-reaching solution mm -hmm. to, to a system that has fallen apart. It's falling apart in front of our eyes. And, you know, like everything, it, like it didn't take, it wasn't overnight for this whole system to be put up. So, right. you know, it, this is going to require hands on deck, diamond hands. So, um, you know, just, just, there's nothing here that's like, back out of it sit you know run for your lives or anything like that silly okay so we don't see any any major fluctuations in the next couple months then i guess right so well, i actually i want to pull a card specifically for that let's just take a look at its volatility if it's going to make any crazy jumps or what while she's thinking about that dave k uh what's to keep the new quantum internet from zeroing out crypto since it's not tangible but a collection of ones and zeros so like i said some of them are tangible they do have technology backing them up so that's not entirely true i think we're going to get a weeding out though of a, of a lot of the coins I suspect, Def, the, the hanged man and the queen of cups so i mean Honestly, this looks like a resurrection, okay? Like a being brought back from the dead. Death and the hanged man. Um, mm -hmm. So I do expect some volatility. I expect it to probably be, stay down for a while. And then it will, you know, the very, like rising from the ashes, you know, very Phoenix-esque type of uh, symbolism here. But we're used to that. You know, crypto is going to claim its space in a way that like Bitcoin did. Um, and like everybody was shocked. I personally don't like Bitcoin. I don't like that energy, but it it did what it came here to do. You know, it yeah, awakened. Which is to make everybody aware of cryptos, really. Big uh, time. Yeah. Um, can I say something about that man's uh, comment about the um, sure. the quantum financial system? So this this is a little bit like woo woo, maybe, but it's. I think people associate the quantum system with. Uh, or the quantum internet, um, specifically with like short waves, like um, inter, like the computer and like Wi-Fi and 5G and things like that. And that if if the that particular, if those particular grids go down or those particular networks get shut off, that that means that we are all sans internet. That's not the case. I happen to believe that there is a perfectly sustainable, naturally occurring internet, internet that, that operates like in the same way that we breathe and we don't have to think about breathing. The atmosphere has um, uh, structures in it that we don't see. They're invisible to us, but they are there. And if properly properly um like what's the word i'm looking for there's a phenomenon called teslaphoresis or teslaphoresis however you want to say it mm -hmm. and in the um vicinity of a tesla device they switch it on okay 
there are um, carbon nanotubes that create strings of carbon. They self-assemble in the presence of a switched-on Tesla device, a Tesla coil. And so what this does is this activates uh, these, these fibers that exist in the atmosphere that mm -hmm. are essentially highways, pathways that on which you can transmit whatever you really want, right? So okay. I, I think that we are living through the, the resurrection of a network, a true internet, an earth-based uh, internet that is completely sustainable it never shuts off you can't shut it off that's like saying you're going to shut off the sun and the moon <laughs> okay. you can't do that so that's that's what i'm thinking i know that sounds wild but um it's just something i i feel very strongly well not too wild for this show i'll tell you that okay. not too wild for this show we have some people here who have intel sources i mean i have a few i know some other people that have some and one of them is that there is a 6g military internet which is already in place. Starlink is associated with that. That's what, can't remember if it's Project Odin or Project Star or something, not Starlink, but that that's all ready to go. And it will be not only that, but it will be a, tr a pure internet in the sense that all the dark shit that's on the current internet will, will not be allowed to transfer to the new internet mm -hmm. because of its higher frequency that is vibrating at. And that it so operates. this is, okay, because you, I need you to understand. I, I want everybody to hear this. Like, I thought I was getting crazy. And now you're telling me that this is something that you guys have already been talking about. It's been talked about, yeah, as, as the replacement. And when the shift happens, which is hopefully going to be soon, the old one, oh, there's a nice comment. She is smart and beautiful. Thank you, Liberty Justice. I appreciate <laughs> When when the shift happens, it's going to be seamless, and it's going to, you know we we might have the ten days of darkness or the three days of darkness where they take away the internet for a while. But when it comes back, it's going to be the new the new internet. And um, you know it's even interesting in the film Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I don't know if you ever watched any of those movies, the Blade Runner movies. They're very slow paced but very intelligent. You know, there's an event. This is from twenty nineteen where they talk about, oh yeah, you know, the the blackout, the ten days of the ten days of darkness. They talk about it then. So everybody knows this is coming. And yeah, there is actually reports of the technology being. Uh, having already been created, everything being in place, and they're just waiting for, hopefully, President Trump to say, okay, it's time. My fingers don't snap. So, yes, you're not crazy. If you ever feel crazy, come here and watch this show, and you won't feel crazy anymore. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, what about <laughs> Suzanne Esch, what about, but what about porn on the quantum internet asking for a friend? I suppose there'll always be a place for some stuff like that, but I don't know. It won't be, it won't be the cesspool of the dark web that we have uh, now. So that stuff's, it's almost like, um, it's almost like, we'll ask about the med beds in a minute, but it's almost like that concept where you excise out the cancer, you know, with the new internet, all the bad stuff goes away because everybody's going to crave the new stuff, the better, the good. So I'd like to share something that came to me. Um, I've shared this a lot with Bix and his subscribers over on Road to Ruda. Um, so remember, I, I have virtually no previous like inclination to study the financial system. Right. Um, and I haven't even been really drawn to, you know, um, 
silver and gold, I, you know, no more than the average woman, you know, mm. I, I, I enjoy some, you know, a nice, some silver jewelry and stuff like that. But um, because I was brought into the fold and I was asked so much about the status and performance of the price of silver and, and the silver rigging, I was brought into a new, um, a new awareness on the consciousness of silver. Okay. And I am talking about silver as the, the metal. Okay. Um, physical silver has a sentience to it. It has a consciousness because it is a naturally occurring precious metal that is part of this terrestrial plane. And because silver and gold do naturally occur inside the human body, a lot of people don't know this, but gold particles clump up around your heart, not your heart chakra, but your heart, the actual anatomical heart that you have. There are gold particles that cluster up around the heart. Um, and so uh, this is true. And so we also, why did we take colloidal silver? Why does it have such a benevolent symbiotic relationship with the human system? Because silver and gold are part of the human genome. They are part of who we are. And there is a sentience to silver that I know this sounds crazy and I know that it, it's crazy to, to think that silver or gold could want for anything. And it's not that it wants for anything, but it has a function. It has an alchemical purpose and a position. And what I have found is that silver, the consciousness of silver is working through people. It's working through human um, vessels to, to stream through this kind of, this, this energy, this light that gets human consciousness on par with where silver is. So, and what I mean by that, silver vibrates at a certain frequency. So mm -hmm. does gold. And so much of the black magic that they've pushed on us was to suppress human consciousness to such a level that we could not access these frequencies and that they yeah. could, you know, hoard it. And they were the only ones that had access to that. What I have found is that the consciousness of silver is in, it is in alliance. It is an allied force as is gold. And it wants to help raise human consciousness to a level that we can access the full potentiality of silver and of gold and sort of come home and reconcile with these precious metals that have always been a part of the human story and the human mm -hmm. genome, but mm -hmm. they've been kept from us. So in, notice silver is such a reflective surface. It, it, by nature, it has this reflective quality, a transcendental quality. People often talk about the silver cord that, that um, tethers the, 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 the soul to the physical body. The, this is not metaphor. That is literal. There are literal silver and gold strands that connect us to the etheric. And mm -hmm. what I have found is that if, and this, this is in line with how do people host how, how can you create a device that gauges somebody's um, frequency level in the new quantum internet so that they are not allowed to host porn? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well. Better get your porn off your phones, guys. It's all anyway. I theorize that the new system is set up in such a way that you can't lie because silver is such a reflective surface that you can't pretend 
you can't accidentally get slipped into the wrong uh, silo here because silver, you, you can't lie to a mirror. You cannot lie to a reflective surface. It simply doesn't work. It's a kind of metal detector. Mm -hmm. So um, that's, you know, that's what I have to say. And, and one more thing about that. Um, I don't know if you have anything that we can't talk about on here, but if you were to look at human consciousness as a, as a band width, if you will, of, mm -hmm. of where the general um, level of the, of the consensus is like a, the average where we're standing, the human trafficking, the child torture, the terrible, unimaginable, unthinkable things that they're doing to the most innocent, most vulnerable. What that does is that drags human consciousness down, 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 way past any level that even large groups of people, we can't even fight to bring that GPA up, that grade point average. Remember in school, got A, A, zero, A, A. That one zero percent drags the average of the general GPA down so far, there's nothing you can do. So that zero percent was the cabal uh, uh, torturing these kids, dragging the, the, the grade point average of the collective consciousness so, so far down. We cannot, cannot expect silver the price of silver, the potentiality of silver to reflect a consciousness level that is dragged so far down. So when okay. people are like, Jenny, when is the price of silver going to reach a thousand or 2,500? I'm like, until, as soon as you people get off your asses and do something about these tragedies and, and, and claim that for yourself. And some people are like, oh, that's sad. That means it's never going to happen. Our enemies are too powerful. Damn that. Fuck that. I don't yeah, believe they're that. Not. They're, they're I don't not. believe that. They're, they're only powerful because we've allowed them to be, be powerful by ignoring um, yes. ignoring what's the, the, the truth, you know? And I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to believe that this stuff is all going on, but we all, all of us that are awake and aware know what's going on. So you're saying that the silver price can't go up because it's connected to our own consciousness. And as long as our consciousness stays in this restricted occulted age of Pisces, yes. where everything's held down, that it's only going to reach a certain point. But once, house we move, energy. Yes. once we move into Aquarius, and everything is revealed, you know, again, as I wrote in the choice, you know, the word apocalypse does not mean catastrophe, calamity, disaster. It means to lift the veil. What we're seeing is the veil being lifted on all this truth. And that's what's causing all of the turmoil because a lot of people don't want to handle it. They can't handle it. So, uh, but they're getting, they're getting it shoved in their faces. And that's what this is, this is all about. So then as the consciousness lifts, as events start to take place, then silver will will start going up and become more valuable and gold of course monotonic gold has uh value as a healing uh, as healing aspects for the human body so these things are precious for a reason it's always like well why do these things have value because they do stuff for us with gold it's our bodies with silver it's it's our consciousness it seems mm -hmm. like at least i think that's well, and, and, did and, i remember what you're saying properly or no you did that was wonderful that was perfect and and seldom do people get it on the first the you know the first but you're you're certainly not a rookie <laughs> do you know what i mean i'm like um, fucking barra okay so i get it <laughs> you're mike fucking barra yeah i mean and and it really is i know it sounds a little bit woo woo and complex but at the really at the end of the day silver is a reflective surface it, mm -hmm. if we want it to reflect well it's potential. you can't have a mirror without silver you got two mirrors behind you right silver is what's making that reflective so yeah that's absolutely. it that's it 
Absolutely. That is, that is really cool. Um, okay. So was that, did you finish with what you wanted to I've say? I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Um, yes. I'm aware of, uh, Atlantic storm Barra. B, it's spelled B A R R A, but it's hitting England, I think, as we speak. And I'm just going to tell all my English friends out there, Adam Greaves, you know, Tropical Storm Barra is going to take your women, piss in your beer, and, and dominate, absolutely dominate England. And Manchester City is going to win the Premier League in, in England because I am a fan of Manchester City. Therefore, that's what's going to happen. All right. Uh, yeah. Tro there's, tro there's this, I want to say tropical storm, but it's not. It's up in the Atlantic. Tropical or storm bearer is hitting. Uh, that was really funny. I got to start. Uh, I am the storm. I guess I'm one of the few people who can actually say I am the storm and get away with it. Right. It's there you go. Okay, so I want to ask you some other questions about um, geopolitics and stuff, and uh, let's see what the cards say about them, okay? First thing, um, there are rumors out there, well, this is not geopolitics, but first thing out there is that there are rumors of this med bed technology, and I think that there are different levels of this. There's actually um, a quantum electrical bed thing that's already built, which is basically just a frequency setter thing, it costs 37000 people are using, but they seem to be getting good results. So that I think is a kind of med bed, but it's not the med bed technology we're talking about. So what I, what I want to ask the cards is, um, is the med bed technology that we're hearing about thing? And then I guess another question is, you know, are we going to get it in 2022? I think the answer to that is yes, but let's ask, let's ask that question and see what's going on with the med beds, the medical technology. So I have a jumper. So I have the hermit. Okay. So mm -hmm. this is, <clears throat> this is Virgo energy. Okay. Um, it has a lot to do with hidden things. Okay. Um, secret things, internalization. Yep. Um, so this was the old, this was the answer to the original question was, is it real? So, you know, what's interesting about this, I actually get that the concept of a med bed, the concept behind it, obviously it's real, but I actually feel that this has, several different applications so you might not even i almost get the sense that this is saying you don't actually the med bed is what humans will use what we will inherit mm -hmm. to to remind us of what's possible and how these technologies work but mm -hmm. this tells me that the human body is actually a med bed and that we can ultimately like this is like a returning home it's like it's all in there you know because traditionally this is a card of like you have all the answers inside you type of thing you know um so as new age as it sounds that's what i'm getting here is that the med bed is just one expression of essentially the body working in a symbiotic relationship with the fabric to heal itself yeah so the med bed is like just the technology, but the the concept of it is it's our birthright. It's who we are, right? So mm -hmm. let me get the the question, are we going to get this med bed technology in the Western world in 2022? Great question. Great way to phrase it. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, jumpers, jumpers. All right, so I have one jumper and I'm gonna grab that in a second. 
All right, so I have the Ten of Pentacles and the Devil. So the, okay, so the answer to this is yes, but at a price. So meaning, okay, because here's the Devil and here's the mm -hmm. Ten of Pentacles. So the answer is yes, but at a price. This will likely, in the beginning, when it's introduced, will only be available to the ones that can afford it. And also with the devil, the ones that like, there's like, I'm getting that there's like a wait list and it's people that have already agreed, like they already have a contract. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that being said, I know that the concept of the med bed and those healing technologies, that is, that is fundamentally open source information. So it really just comes down to um, individual people, like sovereign people that decide they're going to take this concept. They can make generic med beds. Mm -hmm. All they need is building materials. All they need is the, biz is the template. That's yep. what I'm saying. That's what this is about. We yeah. don't have to wait on some fucking company to build the bed. What we need is the blueprint. And then we need people to pop up all over the place and do what humans do best, which is adapt and survive. Well, that's, that's exactly what, you know, I understand is happening in the background. There are people that are planning to open healing centers with this med bed technology, at least the initial phase of the technology, which can do quite a few things. And it's like anything else. Um, when color TV first came out, only people with a lot of money could afford color TV. No. And, then, and then 25 years later, everybody had a color TV. And that's the way I see this. I think in 25 years, a med bed will be like a dishwasher or a washing machine. You'll just have it in your house like an appliance. Ooh, I, I don't, you know, I think I ate something bad. I'm not feeling good. I'm going to go lie in the bed for three minutes and boom, mm -hmm. you're done. So, uh, yeah, and that makes sense in that concept. And that is that is a dark concept in the way that why should it be that people who have money are the ones who get to go first? That's, that's to me, that's like a, not a fair concept. It should be based on need. I know that there are people working to do a need-based thing, the people who need it the most. Like I, you know, I got a few issues. I could use, I could use a run in the med bed. I like to get my gallbladder back, you know? Um, but I'm not, I'm not in crisis. I don't, other people have bigger issues that can go first. So it kind of fits pretty much with what I've already, already heard on that one. So mm -hmm. anything else you want to add to it or. Well, let's, what I can do uh, is pull from my homemade deck okay. here. What your people here uh, want to hear or need to hear, not what they want to hear, what they need to hear about the MedBed technology and it's possible introduction integration in 2022. Because I've been told by somebody else who's a little like you and they're a little bit psychic that, yeah, they'll, they'll be med beds in 2022, but I won't get to use one until 2023. So. Do you know that doesn't surprise me at all? Ooh, look, angelic intervention. There we go. Angelic intervention, lots of potential. Mm -hmm. and student disciple. So there are going to be, okay, angelic intervention, lots of potential. When I get angelic intervention, you know, when I channeled these cards, my homemade mm -hmm. uh, deck, the, each message has is multifaceted, just like in the tarot. There's many different applications to one message. This to me with a student disciple, angelic intervention combo, and then loss of potential, I know that this is, 
the angelic realms working through people, higher realms working through people and mm -hmm. any kind of off planet allies that we have. Now that's your wheelhouse. I don't mess with ETs. I, I don't, I mess, General Patton is my guy. I have my, you know, my higher self. And then I have like my little, my little team. I, that I, work with. I love it. Trump, every so often Trump plays that Patton speech from the film, uh, Patton. Well, because that's his biological daddy. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at them and they look, a lot, a lot. Are you, are you, yeah. are you serious? You think that? that yes, I do. I know that's wild. I know it is. And I don't have evidence to prove it. I can't prove it. But yeah. I believe with my bone, there was no good reason why the spirit of General George S. Patton came to me years ago and said, you're mine, kiddo. You know, we're in, <laughs> we're in this together for a while. And I was like, okay. And then recently I learned that and I was like, duh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, actually, you, know, you look at that, you look at their pictures, their faces, and they're very, very similar. And Trump does not look very much like, for instance, his uncle John, who he's named after, who of course, who, who, by the way, looks exactly like Julian Assange at the same age. Um, and, uh, and was the guy who took all of Tesla's papers and read through all of them. And when he passed away and classified them for Dr. Vanderbilt Bush, who was a uh, Freemason who worked for Roosevelt. Um, yeah. I, well, I mean, you know, I, I got it. I may as well, I may as well exploit it, even though, even though I don't, I need to lift a little more, but it's, um, it, it's, it's pretty amazing. I also think the historical comp for Trump is Julius Caesar actually. And um, not that he's related to Caesar, but he's, fighting the same fight that Caesar was fighting, which is that the Roman Republic had become incredibly corrupt and he tried to unify things um, under under him. And it's just, you don't seem like you're comfortable with that statement, <laughs> so, but that's just my- No, no, my it's, it's weird that you would say it because, so my birthday is March 15th, the Ides of March. Oh, when, fuck, really? Wow, yeah. <laughs> cool, okay. Yes, and um, General Patton has made because General Patton had full, what we would consider, I wouldn't say full recall, but a wider bandwidth of understanding and recall of the concept of, of reincarnation. Oh, yeah. And he did place himself in the time of Julius Caesar. And so I, you have to understand, I was a scheduled C-section on March 15th, 1989, in the middle of um, uh, Operation Just Cause on a military base on mm -hmm. the Panama, you know, in Panama. So like, there are connections here that I don't currently understand. I just kind of listen and go with them and I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But I do believe that that President Donald J. Trump, number 45, is the biological son of General George S. Patton, who died in 1945, um, was assassinated. Um, I believe that they are related. I believe that the, the, the truth of that will be made known. Wow, okay. Um, I do, I do. Well, and there, you know, and there is that that connection to Caesar. Uh, you've seen the film Patton, I'm going to assume, right? You've seen the yes. movie, okay? And there is the scene where he says, "No, the battlefield's over here," and he makes the oh, sir, the battle was over there. He's like, "No, it's over here," and he gets there and he realizes it was a battle in Roman times, Carthaginians yes. and the Romans, you know, three Roman legions and this whole thing. So he was a firm believer in reincarnation. So he was he was connected to those things. And there's a, a HBO Real series, Glass and Darkly. Hmm. Through a glass and darkly, a wonderful poem written by by General Patton. I would I'll, I'll have to through a glass and darkly. I didn't realize he was the author of that. I'll have to go read that. 
again. That's just a poem. That I know that yeah. there are stories and books now, but that that was a um, that that was a poem through a glass and darkly, as if through a glass and darkly. So, and then there was a uh, HBO show called Rome in 2007, 2008, something like that, and and it opens and it talks about Caesar, Caesar versus Pompey, who was his primary rival. And it talks about, you know, Caesar, although he was of noble blood himself, Caesar stood with the common people. Mm -hmm. And a man like that, with wealth and power, and wealth, military power, and the love of the people might make himself king. And that is why the Roman Republic wanted to destroy Caesar. And I thought to myself, if that isn't a description of Donald Trump, I don't know what is. And everything goes in cycles. I, I, mm -hmm. I genuinely believe that that humans are subject to uh, their their entire nature is cyclic, and we are at um, a point in the timeline where we can either use that information to our uh, overall benefit and to benefit those that come after us, <clears throat> or we can act like freaking idiots and and pretend like we haven't learned a thing or two. Yeah, yeah. Well, I you know we are all here to make this choice um, at this time and move into a new world with better governments and structures and hierarchies and medical systems. And I mean, imagine, imagine medbed technology is real. Imagine it, everybody having access to it. Yeah. And there's these stories about how you can age yourself back 30 years. Well, okay. I, I would love to be that age again, you know, uh, and you can do that two times or three, so you can live to be 200 years. And, and really, if you look at the Bible, humans used to live to be eight or 900 years. And, and so our bodies, I think, are meant to live a lot longer than we do. But, you know, there's was there a water vapor canopy that protected the Earth, was destroyed by the Younger Dryas impact event, which shattered that, caused 40 days and 40 nights of rain, wiped out the Earth, and now we're more exposed to the sun's harmful rays, and we don't live as long. But now think about, imagine if we had technologies that correct, correct, could correct that and get mm -hmm. us all back to our normal lifespan i mean literally jenny i don't have you have a couple kids right you have a couple boys right? i have three children oh wow okay and uh I, by the three way boys, this, is, this is toxically masculine tuesday so at the end of this i'm i'm normally it is i'm going to let you know that you need to have your boys how old are your boys what's 12 and 11. 12 and 11 perfect they need to watch rocky four Okay. okay. You can either watch. You can either watch the new uh, Sylvester Stallone did a director's cut called Rocky versus Drago, or you can let them watch the original. At their age, the original might be more appealing to them, but it's from yeah. 1985. But there is so much in there about being a man, about masculinity, mm -hmm. about taking responsibility. Trust me. Show your boys. I will. Either Rocky versus Drago or Rocky Four. I kind of Rocky versus Rocky Four is a little more action. <laughs> They're both great movies, but either one. Uh, make them watch it because it will show them a lot about how to be a man. Uh, I don't know how we got on that subject, but think about this. Um, you know, okay, so I don't have any kids and I went through my adult life, didn't have any kids. I raised a stepson for a while and, you know, he ended up being a pot smoking loser, but that's not because of me. But think about this. If you could do that, I could like go back to an earlier age mm -hmm. where I'm healthy and happy. Mm -hmm. And then do all the things I need to do here. And then if I could go back again when I reach, I don't know, 60 or something, go back and again, I, I could find, I could actually have three lifetimes. And the third one, I could say, well, how about this time I'm going to find a, a great girl and get get married and have kids. I could go back and have a completely different lifetime where I had kids. So it's it's really amazing, this world that we're just on the brink of stepping into, the possibilities 
are unbelievable if this technology really exists and if we can get throw off this darkness that's been you know holding this back for 2160 years so well and you know i think i think it would just be helpful for people to uh consider that no force, whether of good or of bad, can be in control forever. Right. And so this, this, these transitions of power have taken place over the course of human history and beyond. So this, you know, people are kind of very limited by the idea that we're not, we're not a match for these, for these forces of evil. And, and I just tell them, like, we're not alone you know, we, we're not alone for ultimate evil. There must exist ultimate good because that's just the nature of duality. This is mm -hmm. a fundamental principle. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think, you know, everybody's like, good always triumphs over evil. Well, tell that to the people that got massacred in World War II. You right. Know, in the concentration yeah. camps. That's not true. I don't think God cares about that. I think God cares about balance. I think balance yeah. is what the universe is really all about. And it's mm -hmm. time for the good to come through and, and show us the way. And, and of course, growth is important. But, um, you know, that's the same thing I tell people about aliens, all right? Everybody's like, oh, you know, why don't they just come in and take over? I'll, I'll tell you why. Because they can't. Because right. they're not strong enough, all right? We're not on their planet trying to get something from them. They're here on our planet trying to get something from us. Why? Because they're weaker than us. Mm -hmm. We're stronger than them. They might have really fancy technology, but believe me, we're catching up on that. Mm -hmm. And um, they're here because they're weaker than us and they need something from us. We don't need anything from them. We're not there mm -hmm. on their planet sticking stuff up their rear ends and trying to figure out who they are and all this stuff. We don't care about them. We don't need them. And any resources that they could get are abundant in the universe. So it's they're not here for resources. They're not here for our water. They're here for us. So it's important for us to remember our spiritual power is a lot greater than theirs. We're so. a commodity. And I think mm -hmm. people ought to, they'd be doing a huge service to themselves, both, you know, in, in how they stand in, in society and how they express themselves in, in society and also how they do personally to start viewing yourself as a valuable interdimensional asset mm -hmm. of yeah. which and for which massive galactic wars have been staged to to usurp your uh your energy your thought mm -hmm. forms mm -hmm. you know your 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 bio energy so like start seeing yourself as a freaking you know something else and I, I you know people are like oh you know be be humble and i'm like there's a difference between being humble and knowing the truth about who and what you are right right exactly yeah. um okay how we uh we've kept you quite a while actually but i want to about an hour. I want to get just a couple questions in. Uh, we'll throw the cards on them before we let you go on with your day. And I appreciate you taking time out from your day to be with us. It's been great. My pleasure. Um, okay. We all know Donald Trump is the real president. We all yeah. know that he won. Um, my information is that really we're in an interregnum, uh, which is a part where nobody really knows who the king is. Okay. Mm -hmm. We know, but the world doesn't know because we have this fake guy running around pretending to be president. Mm -hmm. Um, Trump is going to come back at some point, and it's not 2024, but I guess I just want to say, okay, uh, I would like to know when Trump is going to be publicly recognized as the president. Is it December? I he I'm hearing December. It's this month. I'm hearing January. I'm hearing February. Is there a way we can, I'm trying to think of how we ask this question. Is Trump going to be publicly recognized as president by the end of this year? 
the so by the end of this year, of okay. Of our, in our time frame of reference, 2021. Let's ask that. Okay. Will he be publicly recognized as the president? And if not, then we can ask January, February, 2022. I wanted to say too earlier, you made you've made several several references to the ten days of darkness. Mm -hmm. um, I I happen to believe that the ten days of darkness, uh, we are in the middle of it right now. This right. this period of. Um, the lost in the woods, the, the children that are lost in the woods. Now, if, mm -hmm. if our lives are stories and they're cyclic, which they are, yeah. um, this is the part of the story where, you know, the children are lost in the deep, dark woods. They think that all hope is lost. They have no clear view of, of, of much anything except for the night sky. And everybody is then uh, banking on, they're relying on their intuitive abilities, their their innate senses of this and that and direction. That's why we're seeing people, people choose the vaccine or not choose the vaccine, because this is the part where they are utilizing their inherent tools, their inherent lens. So in that sense, it's a perfect sorting right. mechanism. As I wrote in this awesome book, The Choice, which Stephanie gave you her copy of that you haven't read yet. Um, yeah, it, what's happening is that in the occult age of Pisces, we've been told that the only knowledge that matters is what we know in, intellectually, right? It's our, it's our intellect. But what we've forgotten is to also trust our intuitive knowledge as well. But as we come out of this obscuration, as the cloud lifts, that's going to get stronger and stronger and people are going to act more on what they know intuitively rather than what they see with their eyes and measure and all that stuff. So you're well, yeah. academia is a, is a spell anyways. Yeah. So, okay. Couple of things. So to answer your initial question, now remember you guys, I, as a reader have had to learn to completely differentiate between what I want to be true right. and what the cards are telling me. And then I have to interpret what the cards are telling me. So, <clears throat> The, card, the two cards that I pulled for your initial question, will Trump return in a public way mm -hmm. uh, in December of this year? I have the Ten of Pentacles, which okay. is a yes card. Okay. And then I have the Hermit, which we saw this card earlier. And it is also a yes card. However, I hesitate to tell people that that's what's going to happen because... Um, I think that, you know, the, the tarot is looking at things. The tarot will reflect things from a, a more esoteric, like less than just 3D. It's like multifaceted. I think what this really speaks to is a, uh, a definitive um, acceptance of Trump's position within a very significant portion of the population. So mm -hmm. something will be revealed in the month of December, Ten of Pentacles is a, a very tangible card, does not speak to anything that's in the ether, something you can't see. This speaks to something very tangible in front of you that you can reach out and touch. But when it's in tandem with the hermit, this is about being 100% certain of something like you're so you're so sold on it, you know, a million percent, nobody can tell you otherwise. So, you know, do I want him to come out and be like, ah, you know, yes. Um, but I, I can't confidently say that because I just, I don't, you know, you know how it is. Uh, well, it's a big, right. it's a big claim. It's a big right. claim. I've been in this well, business well, long enough. It, 
it's a miracle. The, the, the financial reset is kind of a miracle, you know, if we really go there and I, and, and Trump coming back, it's kind of a miracle. So we're talking about things that would be amongst the most extraordinary events in human history, right? They would, oh, yes. they would it would be, so it's hard to say yes. I also think maybe when you say that I kind of get a flash, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, that maybe it's like, yeah, but we're not, it's not like we're going to get everything the first day. They're not going to tell us, oh yeah, you know, Alec Baldwin's pedophile. Bill Maher is Hugh Hefner's illegitimate son, bastard son, and he's Ooh. a pedophile. Oh yeah. Look at, yeah. Oh, they, oh, a million percent. Just as you say it, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's pictures of them side by side. Anyway, so we're not going to get everything right away. So it's like, yeah, that, but we're not going to know the truth for years and years because they're going to take their time telling us all these things because if they showed us what was in the tunnels that they flooded in Washington, DC, you know, if they showed us what was down there, the horrors, it would be too much for a lot of people. So they have to bring us along slowly. I think is partly what you're saying there. Yeah. So, am I right? And, and then I wanted to look, I wanted to look at next year, like okay. beginning of next year. So I have the two of pentacles and the princess of wands, the devil and the five of wands. Okay. So all of these combinations speak to, obviously we're going to continue to be divided. This two of pentacles, I want you guys to see it. This is your 2022 at a glance. All right. Do you see that this is the snake? This is the infinity symbol, the yin, the yang, yeah. death and rebirth, constant changes, um, and a kind of oscillating of, of, of information, like a giving, a sharing, you know, things are going to sway back and forth. Public opinion is going to sway back and forth. There are going to be people that jump sides that you never thought were going to jump sides ever. Because that's mm -hmm. what this is. This is about transformation, metamorphosis, and really rolling with the punches. Like if you don't adopt a fluid mentality in 2022 to where you're open and, and if you remain fixed, you're going to break. This is going to break you. Um, you have to adopt, you know, you have to go with the changes or else it, it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. What um, I've tried to tell people for a couple years now is look, the good guys are not who you think they are. And the bad guys are not who you think they are. We're, we're yes. going to be, some of us are going to be very shocked yes. of the people that we've uh, idolized or liked or, you know, musicians may be involved in this stuff. We're also going to be surprised by people that we thought were bad that are actually working for the good that have been double agents for a long time. And, and so it's like, you can't lock on to anybody. I mean, look, you know, I love, um, I love you too. I'd hate for them to be part of this. But I also look at who Bono knows and who he hangs around with, and they're not—they're not great people. I, I, no. I, I mean, his, the music lifts me spiritually in many ways. Yeah. Um, especially California, that song where I really want to go back and live, but not—but I want it to not be a shithole when I go back, right. um, which it is now. So you know, it's like, but you got to be prepared. You got—you got to be prepared that your favorite movie stars. You know, we all know about Tom Hanks. Oh, Mr. Nice Guy. Well, what if Tom Hanks is really a creepy pedo and a bad guy? He is. He is. So, he is. Um, you know, I mean, it's like that's what's going to be hard for people to deal with because we're going to discover that so many things that we believe to be true are not true. Having said that, I have one last question before I let you go, sure. and I want to—I want to ask you. Um, okay, there's a lot of flat earthers out there. Yes. And I, I think it's ridiculous. I, I've looked through telescopes and I've seen spherical planets. Let's just ask, is the earth flat or is it round? How can we ask that in a way that can be a yes or no for the tarot? Let's just ask, is the earth flat? 
Okay. Is that right? Or is it a, or is the earth a sphere? Whoops, card came out. So we have a jumper yeah. and it's funny because it's the Prince of Wands, which is, it's so funny because it's a very, um, it's an exploratory energy in the sense that it is the journey of the individual and the collective of humans. Like it's more about the journey of getting the answer that is going to give us exactly what we need because it doesn't actually fucking matter if it's flat or if it's spherical or something in between. If you're asking me what I think it's shaped like, I actually, in my mind's eye, I've seen it configured as more of a honeycomb shape than Ooh, wow. like, yeah. And it is spherical, but that's just on the 3d expression of a planetary system is spherical. That's awesome because you know what it's uh, everything in that book, The Choice that I gave you, I talk about the geometry, the underlying geometry of the ether, which is again, geometric. So a yes. sphere is just an extremely complex series of geometric code, right? It's it's the, it's the most complex. So it's like a dodecahedron and tetrahedral geometry have a lot to do with energy well-ups and things like that, like Hawaii, the Mauna Kea volcano, 19.5 volcano, mm -hmm. degrees south, all connected to circumscribed tetrahedral geometry, blah, blah, blah. That's interesting, okay. So, um, so, and, and really like, I'm not getting an over, the tarot is messing with me now. Um, <laughs> because what I'm getting is that depending on who you are, I know mm -hmm. this is going to sound weird, but depending on who you are, the shape will appear different. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. but like, again, if you're asking me what I think it is, which I know you're not, we're asking the cards but I've seen it in the 3D map out, like the 3D realm, which is this frequency that we're all, that we're tuned into here, carbon-based. It right. is spherical. It does find itself as a spherical form. But when you tune the dial a little bit to the left or to the right and you're somewhere else, it really is configured more like um, a bunch of different compartments, okay? And then the, hmm. those things are separated by what would, the closest thing I could describe is like cell walls, okay? It's just like cells. Oh. Um, so, so we've got the princess of wands, which tells me that the journey to the answer is what's more important than the actual answer, because this is about consciousness. It's actually about consciousness. Um, and then I have the sun and then I have the 10 of wands, which believe it or not, tells me that we will likely know like when, like what people see will have everything to do with the sun, like the the sun's activity and interfacing with the planet is actually going to tell us what we need to know about the shape of it. Interesting. Okay, that's fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. All right, um, guys, before we let Jenny go, we're gonna do a quick station break. Thanks for everybody for being here. Uh, I wanna remind you that uh, this video will not be taken down off Mike Barrett 2 and Mike Barrett 3 on YouTube. It will actually be on uh, Rumble and it will be on the Blogspot. So go to mikebarrett.blogspot.com. It'll take about 30 minutes for this to process into a video. So you can always watch the replay there. I'm hoping, got my fingers crossed, that the two YouTube channels stay up because that's where most of you guys find us on a daily basis. But please go there, go to uh, Rumble and get yourself a Rumble account. Uh, Donald Trump is teaming up with Rumble. I just heard a rumor to that effect today, which is awesome. Yay. And open up a Rumble account, subscribe to the Real News Live channel, capital R, capital N, capital L. 
And please do not forget to patronize our wonderful sponsors, the ungoverned t-shirt company.com, ungovernedtees.com, where you can get all kinds of cool Patriot gear, like the baseball caps, the Tweedledum shirts, the It's a Plandemic Stupid Stirs. You can get the beanie, my personal favorite, the Ungoverned Tees beanie, the Child Lives Matter t-shirt, the Ungoverned Tees mug, which I have right here for hot drinks, the fake news creates fear, the socks, the patches, the Obama trader t-shirt, which I modeled the other day. Awesome shirt. And the dumb as fuck shirts. And of course, my personal favorites, the Obamagate or MAGA long sleeve t-shirt and crew neck sweatshirt in either bag. I love that. Oh my god. I I need the Obama the Obamagate shirt so bad. I need it. Need that? Okay, I'll get you one for Christmas for being on the show. That's great. I'll, okay. I'll make sure you get one of those. You want the sweatshirt or you want the long sleeve tee? Long sleeve tee. Long sleeve tee. Okay. All right. And what you're you're probably Medium, large, medium. I'll take large. I'll take a small because I like tight fitting small. clothing. I'm because <laughs> I got and, I got, <laughs> and all of the people that look at you probably like the tight fitting clothing on you too. And do not forget, go to jennyconstantine.com to pick up uh, her services or readings. There she is, right there. Formerly Jenny Moonstone, now going with a real name, Jenny Constantine. I did find you. Uh, it's www. It's c o n s t a n t i n e and uh, pick up her contact information and get a reading from Jenny. And it, it'll be, you know, it could be really, really uh, good stuff for you guys to pick it up. Okay, so Jenny, thank you very much for being on the show. I'd love to have you back sometime if you Absolutely. want to come back. And, uh, you know, we'll set a better time limit on that. Anything you want to leave the audience with before we pass on uh, the, the lesson just- about their day? Well, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody in the chat for, again, being so um, welcoming to me um, and non-judgmental. And I should have known that that it, I would get that kind of a welcome because, I mean, clearly they love you for all of your, uh, you know, all of your flaws and everything that you are. They love and accept flaws? you. What? No. <laughs> Remember, you're a client of mine. <laughs> you can't hide anything. I was from once. Me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Well, he did no. get a reading. Um, I, I I'm going to say this about you. Um, I I did do a session with Jenny. Gosh, wait, before May, it was like back in April or March or something. Now. Yeah. And and I will tell you that there that uh, the whole reading was great, but there was one piece of information that you gave me that I've hung on to that's been so important for my mental attitude and having a better attitude this year. And I really, so I'm just going to tell you, if you go, you know, Jennifer's wonderful. Jennifer Falah's wonderful. Jenny's wonderful in her own way. You, you got me, you said it in a way that resonated with me, the message, and it's helped me a lot. And I've thought about it a lot frequently. So um, you, it was very valuable to have that. uh, Thank you, Mike. That means a lot. All right. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for Toxically Masculine Tuesday. Do not forget to have your boys watch either Rocky IV or Rocky versus Drago. Oh, yeah. Let me know you did that. Uh, All right. You're not going to do it, but it's a great movie. <laughs> They're into that stuff anyways. So. Manhood, about how to be a man. And I know they probably get those lessons all the time from their mom. But All right, oh, guys, yeah. thanks very much. We'll be back tomorrow with Tell the Truth Wednesday. Jen will be back then, Jennifer Fala. And uh, thank you guys for being here. Have a great Wednesday, and we will see you again tomorrow, Bye. unless we take the internet down today, which is what some rumors are saying. The internet gets taken down. But we already probably know not. there's an organic real internet out there that's going to replace it. So thanks. Bye.